Did I tell you I'm using your the notebook you gave me for <gasps> my birthday? My gift. It's being used. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Really Am I sweet. the first person to use a gift that? Well, I don't. Been? I I so infrequently see people actually. You know, you know, your gift is like your gift. Yeah, and you, you're seeing it in the flesh. I'm seeing it used. in the flesh. The thing that I love about it is on the first page it says, mm-hmm. "In case of loss, please return to." Sure, pretty common. Mm-hmm. Underneath that, as a reward, dollar <laughs> sign, and then I get to decide how much they get. How much are you thinking? Anywhere between one to two thousand dollars, probably. Well, as in, like one dollar to two thousand. Sorry, I should clarify. They will give me one to two thousand dollars for having the ability to read it. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, we're back, baby. Uh, welcome to Maybe Don't. Uh, a variety show where we stutter through the opening. Oh boy! <laughs> a variety show with an opening segment and a closing segment. Um, we're gonna have some conversations. We're gonna do some bits. Uh, so thank you for coming along the ride. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna love. You're gonna learn. You're, oh, so much learning, especially the learning. Um, we should move this to educational. <laughs> yeah, maybe then we'd have a shot at <laughs> getting on the top charts, right? Um, Probably. Uh, Kevin, speaking of the top charts. You just went on tour. And you're just about to go on tour. Well, Schrodinger's tour. Holy tour. Wow. Um, it was great. We did three cities for Comedy Bang Bang, mm-hmm. Medford, Massachusetts, Providence, Rhode Island, and New Haven, Connecticut. Nice. And then I leave in a few days for Kansas City, St. Paul, and Chicago. Holy shit. Um, and then I might be going on the later ones. They're doing like another East Coast tour. Some West Coast stuff. Uh, they're expanding. Dude, that's awesome. I didn't know that. I didn't know about the later stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm still not sure if I'm going slash supposed to be going <laughs> to that stuff. But you bought your ticket. Uh, yes, but I bought my ticket. I got the hotels. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm ready. Yeah. And I uh, sold my place, which I'm mm. renting to. <laughs> um, uh, very complicated. I hate the Jimmy Fallon you. Oh, are you going to touch my hair and laugh? No, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to legitimize your extremely <laughs> radical policies. Um, you mentioned that a lot of people said stuff during the tour. About, That's right. About this show. To everyone who reached out uh, when I was selling merch and said that they're big fans of the podcast, maybe don't. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, you know I was texting you. So <laughs> <laughs> you know I was like, dude, they like it. Oh, man. I was going to text you this. I probably should have just kept this uh-huh. as a text or phone call, but it's funny to bring up on the podcast, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Do. So there was a moment after the first show where mm-hmm. someone was like, hey, can we take a photo with you? And I was like, sure. And then a guy volunteered, like, I'll take the picture, just mm-hmm. a totally random person. And then um, they were like, uh, the guy taking the photo was like, all right, now say something funny. And then the couple, like the guy I think was like, you song. Um, But then the guy taking the photo, I think it was like half joke, but then half wanting us to say maybe like something else went, no, something funny. But then all three of us got really aggro and we're like, he is funny. (laughs) And then he kind of went beta and was like, no, I know. No, that's not what I, no, I know. And then like, Took the photo in one motion, took the photo and handed the phone back to the point where the person I was taking the pic with was like, did you even take the photo? Because it looked like he just like gave up and was like embarrassed. Oh I, I knew what he meant though of like, yeah. no, like banana right, or something. Right, right, right. But, um, but we immediately wait, pounced on it. Please let me live in the fantasy because uh, thank you for just, that, that was like a, that was 
Oh, so good. That was like so <laughs> delicious. It was like a anti-bullying advert tailored specifically for me. I feel incredibly vindicated <laughs> right now. It was the most personal endorsement I've ever given. <laughs> well, that's that, well, I mean, aside from that interaction, mm-hmm. every everything else that you told me seemed really really good and really really kind. Yes, because yeah. um and that really kind of was kind in its own I know. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I chased after someone who stole merch. Did I tell you that? No, what? Uh You got merch bandit? Yeah, and I chased after their ass. Someone after the first show, and a lesson learned for sure. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, and you will see this too, right. like crowds of people around this tiny ass table, and it's just me. Yeah, exactly. And this drunken woman grabs a poster and ran out the door in one motion. Oh my God. And then I was like, uh, uh, and I looked over, and then the people who were buying merch from me kind of gave me a look of like, go, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we got you. And I ran and like caught up with her, and she was acting like it, she didn't steal it. Wait, that's my worst nightmare. Like, what do you say when you find someone who just stole something? I was literally walking up to her, like, hey, "Excuse me, that is not your poster. You stole that poster." And she's yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" That's. God and then she was it. talking to the guy next to her as if they knew each other. Uh-huh. And then I was piecing it together, like, "Oh, she doesn't know this guy either." Yeah. She's just like, "Who's this guy?" And I was like, please give that back. Right. And I literally like- I'm the host of Maybe Don't. (laughs) Do you even listen to Maybe Don't? Do you even understand alternative, alternative comedy where you don't know if it's actually funny or if it's supposed to be? Lowercase a, lowercase a, lowercase c. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, The smallest font. Yeah. And I like tried to like pull the poster back. She didn't let go. And then I realized in that moment that she's not giving this up. Yeah. I'm not- fighting a person over like merch. Right. And that then sucks. I literally said as she was like starting to run away and I was like See this you in is hell? over. I was like you're a bad person and that was a <laughs> shitty thing to do. And then I just walked back and people were like holy shit. And I was pretty mad about it. Like yeah. I brought it up multiple times throughout the tour where people like Scott was like, "Oh, this thing that you're bringing up for the first time." So it obviously was on my mind. But then I learned my lesson and made sure mm. that I had security like next to me yeah. for the rest of the tour. Man, that's a good move because I've only and this is like um this is maybe for an audience of five people because our conversation is, you know when you're selling merch at a podcast live show? Well, I was going to say when you were like, let's talk tour, I was going to say, this might be too insulting. Oh, it definitely is. But Um, whatever. But, uh, uh, you know, the most that I've ever done is like, hey, can you watch this table during the show? Because no one will be here. But, you know, usually I think I can handle it. But if anyone stole anything from me, don't steal anything from me. Because now I'm going to know, okay? Now I'm going to have people well, And I set out. the standard now to you, Song, where yeah. he will now chase after you. I'll chase after you and tell you you're a bad person. Man, that haunted me. Yeah. I thought about that all weekend. It's like such an intense confrontational thing. And I think she was like, I think she was in the headspace of like, oh, I can obviously get away with this. Right. And that was just shitty. Don't steal merch. To everyone, to the other... 99% of people who paid for it. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, for yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, and everyone, like I said, was so nice, said that they listened to the show. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It was super fun. I have a question. Please. Are you good at hanging out after shows? Uh, it really depends on the scenario. Mm-hmm. When it's like other talent is involved, mm-hmm. which is like what it always is. Right. Like if it's like outside the show and there's fans, I'm more like nervous uh-huh. because I don't want... 
them to get in uncomfortable situations <laughs> where it's like fan is saying like I'm such a huge, you know, yeah. and like freaking out the talent. Mm-hmm. If it's just us in the green room, I'm fine. And I feel like a lot more relaxed because the show's now over mm-hmm. and we can like have a beer and chill. What if it's two hours after the show is over and you're at a bar? That I'm fine too. Wow. It really, when the show is over, I feel so much more relaxed. Yeah, me too. Um, I just like. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I don't. I don't come down from that uh, high level anxiety for a few days. Uh, <laughs> but, but I will say, like, um, something that I'm really, really bad at that I'm trying to work on mm-hmm. is just the idea of hanging out. And I know that sounds very, oh, you sung uh, drama queen. Um, no, I don't think that's drama queen. Okay, thank you. And uh, I think a lot of people like to just go back to the hotel or yeah, like unwind by themselves. I don't know what it is about like the work culture here where it's like you also have to hang out and drink and stay up late. Those are my worst. Like I can't, I don't like any of those. Well, things. and it's funny you say that like on tour stuff, I'm like yeah. totally fine with it. Like mm. here at Earwolf, I'm like first to leave. Right, right, um, right. So I think it more depends on the scenario. But yeah, with, with literal Earwolf, I... I'm now more like avoiding it and like try to go home and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it's like Sean or Hayes or the Bang Bang people. Yeah, um, capital T talent. Yes, that I feel more relaxed. Yeah. I don't know, because I think it's fun. And the Earwolf people are fun too. There's really no difference. I think it just feels more like work work when it's yeah. at Earwolf and like half work, half fun. Like, look at us, we're in New Haven. <laughs> yeah, like no matter how much aus- like you're under the auspices of we're having fun mm-hmm. it never it like it never becomes pure fun pure fun sounds like i'm talking about heroin i'm not like i <laughs> i, 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 I mean, drugs yeah i just mean like and i'm not slighting anyone that i've ever hung out with no i know yeah i'm just like fuck dude i can't sit comfortably there's no wi-fi here there's yeah. just too many elements not right where i guess the question too is like where are you guys going because for us it's like hotel bar where mm. you're in a scenario where you can literally be in your bed in a minute. Like yeah, we're not really, awesome. if we were like bar hopping or something, for example, mm-hmm. that I think would be stressful. Yeah. Cause then you're also in like monitor mode. Like I think that's a big part of the tour stuff for me is like yeah. supervising talent and making sure that they're always like comfortable and safe and happy. Yeah. Where if it's like hotel bar, it's like great. The elevator is right there. Right. But if we're like, let's go explore downtown, whatever, then it's like, yeah, it truly does feel like work. And downtown New is. Haven is fucking insane. Crazy. They got the craziest fans. Yeah. So no. what, like, do you just feel, I'm trying to like think like what specifically, because I know there's like obviously many layers to your anxiety. Yeah. I like just, what, what state are you in? Are you just like, I want to be alone or is it like, I want to be in bed? I just want to be home. I was describing this to a friend and I was like, mm-hmm. there has to be some separation of church and state where it's like the churches or either one of them could be the show and the other one is alone. And you keep saying, let's go to church. Yeah. And I keep, to, oh, I keep wanting to go to church after. We oh. should bring up religion on we this show. Be new for us. Um, we bring up religion every time. I get that though. And that's probably good. And honestly, more people probably would benefit from doing that. Like mm. keeping a better separation. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people bleed those two to the point where it's like, let's not do that. Yeah. That makes sense. Should we go to a, uh, should we through the power of comedy, should you teach me how to hang out after a show? Yeah, I'll be your, um, what was that show? Like the player. Okay. I'll okay. be your coach. All right. 
okay. Good job, everyone. It's really, it, I mean, it's loud in here. Your, your song, it's me. I'm in your ear. Do you have your piece on? Yeah, I have my earpiece on. What's up? Grab those beers by the fridge. I don't, I don't like drinking. Throw, throw, you don't have to drink. Them. Okay. Hey guys, I got some beer. Toss one behind your back and catch it. I don't, I can't do that. Yes, you can. It'd be so cool. It's very easy. Do it. Oh, Fuck! You, you dropped it. Okay. Okay, now it's exploding everywhere. Yeah, so Kick it like a soccer ball and, and say cool. Listen, I, look, I take no satisfaction in the fact that I failed that, but I do take some satisfaction yeah, everyone, in the fact. Everyone's looking at you. I know, but I just really quickly, <laughs> not just, I knew that I couldn't do it and then I couldn't do it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, uh, um, hey, Mazeltov. It's pretty good. Oh, that was funny. Um, but I hate this. I, okay. I just want you to know that I hate this with every fiber of my being. I just want to go home. Okay. Now I ordered some pizzas. They're about to show up. I want you to take credit for it. Ding dong. Hello. Uh, I got a couple pizzas over here. Oh, uh, you must be from Boston where we're currently in. Um, yeah, what's up? <laughs> who's your favorite uh, baseball player? Uh, hey, Tom Brady does everything for me. Uh, uh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the pizzas. Hey, everyone. I have a, I have some pizzas. Yeah, song. Yeah, song. Yeah, song. Can I just put these down? Please don't make me throw yeah, these up or do something. Yeah. Okay, toss them like a Frisbee. Uh, actually do a boomerang just where it goes around them and then you catch it with your other hand. I'm Whoa. just telling you right now, I cannot do that. I know my own dexterity and I cannot do that. You don't know the kind of pizzas I ordered. Okay, here we go. Okay. From Boston Boomerang. <laughs> Oop, it shattered the window. Fuck! It's cold in Boston. Okay, and I just want to take this time, and I know that this is not the point of this at all. And I just, I just want to reiterate, I take no pride in not being able to do something, but I knew I could not do that thing. Okay, I just ordered some ice cream. I want you okay. to take credit right, for it. Here we go. All right. Hello. Hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. You sound just like the other guy, but that just might be the accent of this area. No, it is me. I got a couple jobs over here. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. You, you all, oh, I was going to say look the same, but that's really problematic. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for the ice cream. I really appreciate them. Uh, hey, ask me who my favorite baseball player is. Oh, uh, okay. Who's give your... me about 11 seconds. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no rush. Um, well, who's your favorite baseball player? Baseball player from Boston. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you know the Red Sox are playing the Angels at 6.07? You can see the lineup then. Listen, I'm very dubious about many things about you, but I have a I have a thing that I have to go to. So uh, thank you for the ice cream. Yeah, I scream at the baseball game. I'll see you later. Classic Boston. All right. Hey, everyone. I have ice cream. Hey, you song. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, man. <laughs> Sounds like you were about to thank everyone. Um, um, <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Um, look, it's just me. Look, um... Oh yeah, no problem. It seems like um, you know, I'm feeling really tired. Like I'm about to probably hit the hay. No, Yusong, don't do this. Do one of your puns or something. They really like that shit. Okay, well, that's something that I can do, but I don't think that anyone's gonna like that. Yes, they will. It's on brand for you. They're gonna like it. Okay. Can I have everyone's attention? Hey. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza guy was still here for a second. Oh yeah. yeah hey, yeah. you gotta leave, Barry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> see you later. All right, that guy. Oh, he seems suspicious. Okay. I don't think he knows the difference between Boston and New York. <laughs> no, you, you might be a little confused, but that's hey, okay. I'm a transplant. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Bye, Barry. Um. Hey. Uh. What's a uh, um. 
what's uh penguin's favorite uh instrument uh tool to play guitar with oh my god there's like 30 people just showed up oh fuck. uh sorry what was it what's the penguin's favorite tool to play guitar with yeah i'm look and i don't mean to cut you off it's it's more of a rhetorical question okay um an ice pick oh do paint it's kind of <laughs> okay a... someone was so upset that they broke the window <laughs> they're riding this is kind of cool hey you can't say the energy's not up okay i'm good i'm just gonna go to my hotel okay good night good night you song kevin have you seen euphoria no, but you've told me about this. It's the show where teens do drugs and sex. Yeah, I was about to say I really like the show, but now, <laughs> now that you describe it like that, I feel like I have to backpedal. There's a lot of it's shot very well. Um, the Zendaya, yeah, is as amazing. the teens are, you know, getting into it, it's shot really. It's a very fascinating show. Yeah. Um, but the I watched Lee and I watched the whole first season like mm -hmm. over a weekend, and it kind of blew my mind. The main thing that it made me think about was like how it is the polar opposite of my high school experience. <laughs> and I Wait, was, please give some examples. I mean, just all like the drugs and sex yeah, yeah. and fun. Um, yeah. What were you doing in high school? In marching band, <laughs> looking at people having yeah. uh, sex? fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, me too. Is I was that Kevin in the window? <laughs> I see a big bass drum. <laughs> Um, yeah, How I about was, yourself? I was also a nerd. I, I, I promised that laugh wasn't a pointed laugh. Uh, <laughs> ah, loser. Yeah. No, I I, that's not. Um, I was also a huge, huge dark. I remember playing, I, and I don't mean to take away from the euphoria, uh -huh. but I remember playing Never Have I Ever on the back of a bus yeah. with all, a, a whole bunch of high school seniors, and I was in ninth grade, and I hadn't done anything. And they were talking about eating whipped cream off each other. Yeah. And I was like, hang on. That's for dessert. <laughs> and to everyone who listened to that Hollywood Handbook Pro version where they described this as <laughs> two eighth, eighth grade dorks on a sugar <laughs> high, uh, they're right. <laughs> I hate how right that is. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but it made me think a lot about regret mm -hmm. because, and I think I will blame some of this on the way that I was raised. It was mm -hmm. very like a fear-based household yeah. where it was treated as... If I did drugs or drank or did anything illegal, mm -hmm. I would be arrested and yeah. I would go to jail and then I would not go to college because I was in jail. Right. Or if I had a criminal record, I wouldn't get into college and then I wouldn't get a job and then I would die. Right. <laughs> So I think yeah. I was truly so afraid in high school yeah. of anything illegal because I just thought it would like if it wasn't going to literally kill me in that moment, it would kill me like right. indirectly. Yeah. And it kind of bothers me because then I was like, did I miss out on a lot of stuff? And the answer could be no. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was like temporary fun or it could have like, you know, led to worse stuff. And right. so it did save me. But I was fascinated about, do you feel like regret or any sort of like, not sadness, but any sort of like frustration looking back or I was trying to play devil's advocate with myself like, but I did have fun. So yeah. maybe it's not like, oh, I needed that stuff to have fun because I was having fun in my own way. I think like um, that show might be romanticizing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, um, it's like 
looking at Instagram. If you look at Instagram, you're going to have FOMO no matter what. It could be something innocuous like, hey, I'm eating a fruit. You're like, fuck, I don't have a fruit. Like, uh, what's wrong with me? Like, and so in that sense, um, no, I I have regrets about like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that thing to that person or I shouldn't have worn that clothing because it was lame promiscuous yeah promiscuous yeah yeah, yeah. and it got me too much attention um uh but in terms of like larger scale regrets about how i spend my time nah dude i spent every night working on ap us history in in 11th grade that was fine (laughs) it was fine i like that and and that's kind of where i feel like i came full circle where it was Mm -hmm. immediately understanding that that it is like glorifying it for sure feeling Jealous of these cool teens. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. they were cool as hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then kind of coming back like, but I was having fun with yeah. friends and, you know, didn't need drugs and alcohol to do it. Right. But then had a tinge of like, but you never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, it's very easy. I, I very much get like hazy rose tinted glasses when thinking about that kind of stuff of like, what if I just, no one understood me and everyone tried to stop me from doing destructive things, but I still did them. Like, uh, I, I think about that a lot and, yeah. then, I, and, I, and then I don't do it. <laughs> no, me too. Cause I was like, oh man, I, um, was a coward that yeah. like said no to everything. Mm. But that doesn't mean that if I did it, that it would have been like, cool or something like yeah exactly like that would have like changed everything for the better yeah could have um, changed a lot of it for the worse kevin hi okay i have <laughs> okay <laughs> i have some news okay cool okay yesterday i had a nothing day you didn't do anything pretty much but i'm gonna tell you two versions of the day the first one's going to be like a lie. You already told me the first. No, 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 I haven't. It's in detail. The first one's going to be a lie. I'm going to self-mythologize the shit out of it. Cool. And then the second one's going to be real. Okay, here's the first one. <laughs> um, I woke up in the morning. I felt really, really anxious. I couldn't get out of bed. I like that this is a lie. <laughs> I stayed in bed from when I woke up to about 5 p.m. I didn't eat anything. I drank half a cup of water through the whole day. And I just kept watching YouTube videos. Okay, sounds kind of sad. Um, it's kind of a weird thing to lie about. And then I went to Koreatown. I got some food. Okay. And I, I, as I got some food, I was reading a Raymond Carver story, story. And I cried. And then I went home. And then because I love the hustle and the grind, worked the entire night. Okay, can I tell you the second version? Yes. Okay. Although now I'm just starting to think that that one was the truth. Okay, here's the second version. Woke up. Uh oh. Woke up in the morning, didn't eat anything until 5 p.m., only drank half a cup of water, went to Koreatown, got some food, and then came back home. Didn't do anything after that. Played some video games, maybe. And then just had a nothing day. Couldn't move out of anxiety. That's the truth. But like, I feel like the, the first one, the, the reason. First one's the fantasy? The first one's, I mean, the first one after makes me seem a lot cooler. And I feel like if I lied like that more, it would um, probably help my career. But that's not like. I mean, like, granted, the anxiety is like, no, don't advertise that about yourself. I just mean, like, oh, something affected me so much that I cried. Also, I have these really self-destructive habits that I can't help. Hire me. Like, ugh. And it's kind of like what we were talking about, too, with the euphoria thing. Yeah, with, yeah, Like, yeah. regret and, like, the perception of coolness or being yeah. productive. I mean, the productivity thing is really fascinating to me. It's something that, like, and I don't think she would mind me saying this, but, mm-hmm. like, both Leah and I kind of struggle with, where mm-hmm. it's like, 
okay, I'm home from work. Time to continue to be productive right. um, is very challenging and physically demanding. Yeah. Um, we live in a time where doing nothing is looked down upon instead mm-hmm. of treated as healthy and normal and like a traditional weekend slash like a day off. Right. There's a lot of great um, online pieces about like how the entire like the culture of the hustle or the grind or the never stop working is like it's bad and it doesn't benefit anyone except like the people that you're working for. Totally. <laughs> you know? It's like capitalist society. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it's definitely glorified. I think like movies really do that too. Like the mm-hmm. underdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this person was given everything. They don't have to work hard. And then we cut to uh, Rocky Balboa yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. just working so hard. Pop culture definitely pushes that side of things where it's like, look at if you just keep, if you never stop working, then mm-hmm. you succeed. Do you but think it's that's because okay? they don't show like Rocky fucking chilling on the couch, yeah, like yeah, yeah. watching TV. Do you think it's okay to lie about stuff like that? Do you think it's okay to exaggerate? No, because I think it just sets the precedent that we need to keep working. Mm-hmm. I admire when people are like, I did nothing. I woke up super late. I ate like shit and I just like played video games. Yeah. I think that's because the people who are doing that, the ones I know, at least my coworkers, my friends. Yeah. They're all already. Can you name names? I'm just kidding. Yes, first and last just socials. <laughs> um, they, I know that they work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not like concerned that's like, hey, I noticed that. You haven't been doing anything constantly. Right. But I do think we live in a time where you should seem like you're doing more than you are, or it mm-hmm. looks bad to be like, yeah, I did nothing. I just, and I think that's when people kind of uh, say that they did stuff just to seem productive because mm-hmm. it looks better to say that you were busy than to say that you just chilled and relaxed. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, Kevin, uh, can I propose that the official stance of maybe don't is just, it's okay for you to just exist. You don't have to be doing anything. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. We kind of live, I just keep saying, we live in a time, we live in a time. <laughs> but yeah. I, Why are you wearing a lab coat? <laughs> the time is now. I put goggles on. Um, I, it's frustrating. Like, I think. Yeah. It is. I'm frustrated because I want to lie about this stuff because you see a lot of people lying about you, it. You want to lie about it and say like, yeah. I just want to exaggerate about everything. And I know I can't because like I used to lie a lot as a child and I don't want to do that anymore. Well, that's good. Yeah. It looks bold to say I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But I think you should. I 100% think you should say that when you didn't do anything and I don't think you yeah. should lie about it. Mean, there's like also a difference between what I was saying, which is just like, fuck, I, should, I, I let anxiety, you know, completely uh, – Honestly, what anxiety feels like is just the continue watching button on YouTube. That's it. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're trapped. It doesn't feel like anything. It just feels like the continue button. That's it. Yeah. And so there's a difference between that and consciously choosing to like, hey, I'm just gonna take care of myself. I'm gonna do nothing. Blah, blah, blah. But I think you're right. Like I think, yeah, I wish more people did that. I wish more people would be like, hey, I really took the time to relax and I did. Like, fucking yeah. And I think part of that is like saying no to things. Because yeah. I think it's very easy to be like, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? And By the then- way, Kevin, I can't stay for the second record after this. Oh. I'm just kidding. I can. I quit. (laughs) Kevin. Hi. I need to broach something in the gentlest, most loving way possible. Your eyes are closed and you're looking down, so I am nervous. (laughs) 
<laughs> I could say anything right now, right? Like I'm moving to Alaska. Um, I just want to say before I say anything that I'm not attacking anyone, that no one specifically has done anything wrong. All right, you're looking right at me. My, st- I feel my stomach closing up. Well, I'm also crawling on the studio table towards you, so I understand that if you're I'm a kind little of doing thrown like off, a cat pose. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty aesthetic. It is distracting though, so it's helping. Um, I've noticed recently. And I know this is Yusung and Kevin's comedy show, Lowercase C comedy show. Not Yusung and Kevin. Lowercase C, capital Y. Yeah. At is the that, end. Oh, capital Y. Yeah. Because uh, we're wild. It's like, why? <laughs> why are they doing that? Um, I've noticed that, and this, this is not, you know, I've noticed that people <laughs> who are not in positions of power will often check their tone and stuff. And adapt to the circumstances around them. Uh, 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 l- let me adapt to the people in power. I am very just okay. I'm just gonna say what I want to say. Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So basically, I think if you're a, if you're a minority living in America, and I swear to God, let me like I I I'm only saying this in, in the most loving way possible. I'm not attacking anyone. You've done nothing wrong. Okay. Um. Uh. If you're minority living in America, or I'm assuming a woman, which I, I asked my significant other, and it's she, not that she speaks well, a woman kind of confirmed me on this, was just like, you know, you kind of learn to, uh, you know, you always check your tone. You always adapt to the person in the room, you know, with the most status or the most power. Like, mm-hmm. and that's really fucking annoying because on the other hand, the reversal side of that is that people in positions of power never have to think about their tone, never have to think about like, adjusting their own kind of temperament or whatever it is that they want to 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 meet the, meet the needs of others. And I'm not saying this is like an 100% blanket rule. And again, I'm not attacking anyone. Thank you for listening to our comedy show. I, I appreciate you so much. I wouldn't say that he's pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you, if you, and I swear to God, this isn't even, this, this isn't about you. I just need to get it off I my know. chest because I've been like, I noticed that I pretend that I'm not as smart like I pretend to be less intelligent than I than I think I am. Yeah. Like, than I like deep down intrinsically, like know I am. Yeah. And it's not even that high. It's just like I will pretend to be less intelligent, less aware of what's going on, so that I don't hurt anyone's ego. And that is just like bonkers to me. Um, I do that too. I got called out for it too on mm. a pilot that will never be aired. Um, is it ours? A- no, I wish it was mm. with a semi-famous person. And then mm. I asked if we could release it, and then they said no. <laughs> Um, but they immediately called me out for that. Mm. Um, and I think what you're talking about is different than this. Um, but I think I also kind of default into like sure. playing a dumber version yeah, yeah. to make the other person feel more comfortable. And I think that this is just, um, um, I guess like power itself creates a structure, but like, honestly, like power itself creates a structure. And so yeah. any type of this situation, you will probably find yourself. And I'm not saying like, yeah. I'm so curious to what made you... What inspired this? It's not, it's it's just like someone said something one day. It was just one person and in a certain tone of voice. And I it was not anyone that I work with. Yeah. It was someone said something in a tone of voice that was like, oh, you don't give a shit about like me right now. Yeah. Um, and it was like, why am I pretending to be dumb? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. angry, you sung, and I have opinions. Like, <laughs> like truly, like, oh God. Um yeah. No, and I feel like I don't know. It's a comedy podcast. I know people don't like this kind of stuff, but it, that's not true at all. They do like this stuff. I think they don't like when we keep saying, "I know this is a comedy I know, podcast." I know because then we raise too much suspicion. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, I'm always thinking about like tone and stuff. I think it's mm-hmm. very fascinating, and um, 
I, I was in a situation recently where someone said something to someone and it truly was just like right idea, wrong tone. Yeah. And Kevin, it, I'm sorry. You do look okay in green. But you went, you look okay in green. Yeah. Um, but I just think like, um, yeah. It, it's so like tone is so important. And if you are delivering a message like a certain way, you truly can offend people. And it doesn't matter what you're saying. It doesn't matter if you're saying a good thing or a bad thing. If you're doing it in a demeaning way or in a cocky way or in an arrogant way, yeah. it only is perceived negatively. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing that people, I don't know if they realize when they're doing it. Yeah. I think like um, because of the way that the situation shakes out and because of those dynamics that you will never realize, like unless someone says it to you. Calls you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then like even when someone calls you out, it's like you don't even have to acknowledge it if you don't want to because you're like, who the fuck? Like, I don't care. I can still be fine the next day. You can day. just be like, they're sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think when people like are surprised at how outraged people are on the internet and granted it's the internet but also like it's because it really is a personal thing it like affects you really really personally there's no way to not take it personally um yeah yeah and I, i think it's a good idea too to like kind of prepare or like practice rather news that you're going to give to someone before like that instance that I was talking about, it mm. clearly was like off the dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, man, I really wish you <laughs> would have thought this through. Because <laughs> I like the uh, yeah. I like the idea behind this, but the way that you're delivering it is right. bad. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's a way. Had this person had practiced it, then it would have been perceived way better. Like people would have received that information way better. Are you talking about a sandwich maker at Subway? Dude's a dick. <laughs> This was on my mind, I think, at a young age, or I was aware mm-hmm. of it in a, at a young age because I had people in my life that I could just tell. I could see the way that they were communicating to others, and I could see how it bothered them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is unfortunate and weird how like you can have bad experiences <laughs> as a youth and then realize – Oh, that's how I'm not going to act. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And then it positively impacts your life because yeah. you saw someone be bad when you were a kid exactly. at school or something, you know? Um, and I think on a very meta note, I just want to say, and you can please correct me because I'm I'm trying to speak for both of us. Me introducing the subject is one thing. I, I know, like, you are not trying to compare, but rather, like, relate, right? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I think people would be, like... Uh, might take issue with the fact that like, oh, like, you know, to to try to compare or to try to, you know. Uh, well, is that because like we started the conversation you're talking about like people of color and women and yeah. then I was talking more about like the idea of having bad tone. Right. I mean, we, yeah, we can talk more about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no. Well, As in like, I, I kind of put you in an impossible situation. And so like, um, but I also know you as a person. And so I know no, yeah. you're not doing that oh, shitty no, thing where it's like. coming back to the green tea no, 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 thing. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sixler. I didn't mean it. No, I, I just no, no, mean no. like in I, the, in this scope of the conversation, like, um, no, I appreciate that. You always look out for me. Yeah, I you're not saying me you. too. Like, oh God, no, let no, me no. choose my I'm words saying, a little better. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like my frustration with tone in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. You're talking more, I think, about 
like Pure. like sexist and racist. And I agree, there are a lot of people yeah. that do that uh, because they are white men, uh, like looking down on other people. Thank you for saying the Voldemort of this um, podcast. WM. <laughs> and uh, look, oh God, I know I don't have to like preface this or shield this with anything. I never talk about politics. I hate talking about politics. It has just gotten to the point where I need to say something. Like, I just yeah. I can't anymore. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I hope my tone was good. <laughs> the last thing I want to say about this subject is that uh, the point of this is not so much like, hey, please check your tone. It's not that. It's um, if you found yourself in the same situation as me, which is like, why am I pretending to be less intelligent? Why am I, you know, like, why, why does something just feel really, really off? Why do I feel like I'm sacrificing like too much of my person? <laughs> um just, uh, and don't get me wrong, I probably, fuck, I'm doing the thing. Um, I just mean, like, you don't have to take my advice at face value, but I just mean, like, uh, if if anyone else notices it because of this, let me know. You know? I'll be very, very happy to hear if that's the case. And I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking me out. Yeah. I know this might be a little soon to say, but um, I just have a good feeling about this. Me too. No, I'm excited. Um, anyway, so I don't mind that we're here in a guitar center. I mean, I thought it would be kind of cute. Like, I I play a little bit of ukulele. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really cool. And I'm kind of interested in maybe buying another one. Wow. Um, you know, I'm really into oh, people shit. who are. What? I used to date that guy. I didn't know he worked here. That's fine. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's just a little awkward. No, it's not. It was. It was. It's not of, fine. It was a bad break. No, it's not. Anyway, um, I can't look, and I know, and I really appreciate this. Under any other circumstances, I would really, really love this. But, um, did you just say Jason Sudeikis? Look, that's not important. I just like Jason Sudeikis. The, the guy that you used to date is making eye contact with both of us. Yeah. That's not a relaxing ukulele environment. Uh, R-U-E. It's a stressful ukulele environment. S-U-E. No, you're right. It is very clashing with the uke vibes right now. <laughs> okay, well, that, that's oh, pretty Oh, shit, cool. he's coming over. He's coming over. Oh. Oh, God. You want another uke? Hi, David. Oh, what up? Okay, I hate this. He is so weird. What, can I also, like, uh, hello, David. Oh, hello. Can I just ask you, like, what are the similarities between me and David? Um, Because you guys are both nice. Uh, we can uh, get that to you with uh, shipping to your home if you want. Stop, David. He's such a flirt. Just ignore him. Don't worry about it. Wait, wait would it... Yeah. Would it make you more romantically interested in me if I did my flirting around financial-based decisions concerning ukuleles? I mean, maybe. Okay, Give how about... Give it a try. Uh, please stop holding. Like, I, I don't like PDA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, 
You like it? Well, here, I'm trying my best. <laughs> David, please give us a second. I, this must be uncomfortable for you. Oh, I don't care. Um, this is so David. What if I got you a new set it's really of- really into voyeurism. That's what, I'm uh, sorry. What were you saying? I feel like I know too much. What if I got you a new set of ukulele strings and I tuned them for you and you didn't have to pay me back? Okay, you should not have worn sweatpants today. Why is that? Because everyone in this... Don't make me say it. Please don't make me say it. Say it. I just... Sorry. I just like, what if my mom and dad were watching or even listening to this conversation? I just felt a little weird about that. Um, I can't believe that's or, what you're into. Or my mom. <laughs> or your mom. <laughs> Which, and I know she might listen to or come into this guitar center more often. So it's extremely awkward for the both of us. Um, Sometimes I think that maybe she's come into the guitar center too much. Maybe she just wants. She should <laughs> She's just. Too okay. Well, how's this? Subscribe and well, wave from the car. Okay. What if I took some polish off oh, this sounds and polished your ukulele, and then left it to dry in a safe place? Uh, okay. Let's give it a try. Okay. You are leaving marks on my neck and arm. There's kids around. Um, this is called a hickey. Boy, I look uh, something. Uh, um, you know, I'm just worried because maybe my maybe my significant other would come into this guitar center, or maybe listen Wait, to this conversation. Oh, other. I'm sorry, my past significant. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me do this on our show. I asked you to. Mm -hmm. This is a short story that I wrote called Yes, Absolutely, You're a Genius, parentheses, a story about Hollywood. All right, get your seatbelts on. That's not in the story. Neither is this. Fuck. Okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's written very well. What do you mean? Brian Becker asked. His eyes narrowed as he stared down the 20-something intern sitting across from him. This intern, Mark or Andrew or Steven, one of the three, was as naive as they came. His shirt, Becker noticed, was not ironed. Well, the jokes don't land, it's not that original, and it's called the Jungle Bungalow, which made me think that this wasn't a real script, but maybe just a joke at first. Plus, it's so pompously written. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. I wrote this script, he said, and watched as the color drained from the intern's face. What's your name? Andrew. Get out of this office and never come back. I need this for college credit. Get out. Three weeks ago, Becker took an unannounced 10-day vacation to write a script. His assistant didn't know where he was, and payroll stalled for a week. But that didn't matter. It was his company. He built it from the ground up decades ago and started with nothing. He wrote from his father's yacht off the coast of Florida. In his mind, he was imagining what he would say in interviews once the movie was a hit. Oh, yes, the office had no idea. The company was a mess, but once I got back and the script was in their hands, they understood why I had to disappear like that. I locked myself in my dingy apartment for days, only coming out for meals, and that's, you know, just my process. It's funny, my assistant Ryan was worried sick. He thought I was dead. Ryan was enjoying full-hour lunches at the office. The Jungle Bungalow is a story about a young child who sneaks out from his orphanage, escaping in an open liner, only to end up in the rainforest, where he, a real actor, befriends a bear computer-generated images, to save the jungle from deforestation. Later, he comes back to the orphanage, riding the bear, and uses the money he obtained by saving the forest, given to him from wildlife organizations, to save the orphanage from bankruptcy. 
uh, you know, you have to really praise our VFX team. They did a great job on Diago. But, you know, kids are going to see it for a fun summer blockbuster and adults are going to see it for what it is. A coming of age story in an age of modernity. He completed the script, punching every word onto the page. He returned also with an ill-kept beard. Could you believe what this kid was saying? Becker put down his drink and leaned back in his chair, his body engaged in a vicious war against his tight shirt. Well, you know, I asked them to read it because I thought it would give me an honest opinion. I didn't put my name anywhere on it. The entire company didn't say a word. He paused. He lunged back forward. And it's because I wanted to prove to these other studios that I still got it, you know? That I wasn't going to dig up the corpse of a 30-year-old IP and shake it down for money. Josh, his longtime friend, remained silent. And I thought it would be just like the old days. You remember, right? When we were in our 20s, when we had absolutely nothing. Nothing, right? And we wrote from my parents' lake house in Italy. God, those were the days. And that script is going to show everyone that. Do you still want my opinion? Asked Josh. Yeah, I thought you gave it already. You asked and then started talking and then never stopped. Oh, what do you think? It's... Josh searched for the words. It had been so long since he had given notes on a script, and even longer since Becker had written something. Plus, Becker's his friend. He, like most writers, is sensitive. His mind searched for words that would acknowledge his friend's efforts while providing a balanced critique. But while searching, he remembered that Becker was 20 minutes late to the bar and that he spent 30 minutes talking without even asking him how his day was. And he didn't reply to Josh's emails, but instead only emailed him to ask to meet up for this, for emotional support, which is getting so old. God, what an asshole. Awful. What? It's just awful, said Josh. Are we really supposed to believe that he befriends a bear and that the bear understands English? You suspend your disbelief. I don't. I don't suspend my disbelief. Why do the foundations give him money? He's a kid. What, does he have a savings account? And the dialogue, God, it's just question, exposition, question, exposition from the start to the end, and it's so tiring. It's all so tiring. The two sat in silence for a while. Is that what you really think? Yeah. Well, thanks for nothing. You wanted my opinion, and I certainly got it. Becker got up, and not wanting to be with the person to get walked out on, so did Josh. You know, how long has it been since you've written? 20 years? 30? Becker started to walk to the door. I watched all the interviews you did. We were not eating ramen while writing in Glendale. We ate risotto in Italy. Why did you lie? Josh asked, and never got a response. That night, Becker got home and sat at his desk. He flipped through every page of the jungle bungalow, scrutinizing every page. After a complete read, he firmly held the belief that it was good. Sure, there were plot elements that could be smoothed out, but the script at large was good. Then he remembered the intern's face, the callous, unafraid expression, as he spewed out criticisms. He shook his head. Well, we certainly had a bumpy road getting here. Everyone in the agency hated it, but I knew it was a great story, one that needed to be told. And once we got on set, you could feel it. We've all been a part of so many movies, but you could tell this one was special. After the second read-through, Becker decided to start revising. He would start with the child and the bear, because it did need to be explained why they could understand each other. But first he would decide if the plot needed any major changes, and maybe map out a different storyline, and remember that Josh said something about the dialogue, so that would also be an area for improvement. The moonlight crept in through the blinds, and the light met Becker's forehead. He set down the pages and realized, quietly, that his script was awful. Ryan, yes, I need you to be honest with me, of course. What do you think of my script? It's brilliant. I love it. When are we starting pre-production? We're not. Ryan. Yes. There must be some areas for improvement. Sure. What do the producers think? Never mind what the producers think. What do you think? It's great. It's a fun summer movie and the press is going to be great. You're writing again. Ryan. Yes. Please. There's nothing you would change. I've seen you give notes for other people's scripts. 
No, there's nothing I would change. All right. Do you want me to set any meetings? No, you're fired. What? Get out of my office, Becker shouted over Ryan and his blank expression. Maria, can I see you for a second? Are you serious? Ryan asked. Yes, get out. The doors opened and closed and Becker found himself sitting across from Maria, one of the producers. Maria, what's going on? Is Ryan okay? He'll be fine. Have you read my script? Yeah. What do you think? Asked Becker, his hand furiously tapping his pen against his desk. It's great. I love it. You love it? Yeah. Maria? Yes. Do you have any notes? No, we've already started mapping it out, talking to location scouts. Okay, so you don't have notes. No. Get out, you're fired. What? After a few minutes, Becker was sitting across from the first assistant he could find. Have you read it? Your script? Of course. What do you think? I love it. You're fired. Becker slammed down the door behind him. All right. Listen up, everyone. Clearly, something has gone very, very wrong here. Someone, anyone, must have notes for my script. Otherwise, I'm about to start firing everyone I see. Hmm? Anyone? Becker looked down from the desk he was standing on at a sea of confused and wide-eyed expressions. I don't know what's the matter with you. Are you scared that I can't handle the criticism? Dear God, Kyle, stop whatever it is you're doing and print out a giant poster with the word OBJECTIVITY in all caps and drape it over the front desk. His breathing became heavy and was still met with silence. You, what's your name? Peter. What's one criticism of the script you have? I work in IT. All right, last chance. Does anyone have anything they'd like to say? Um, an unrecognized voice began to say. Everyone turned their heads. Maybe you could try being less of a perfectionist. The script is so polished it could, you know, gain some character from that. Great. Thank you. Just great. His mind felt as if it was a playing card in the spokes of a bicycle, hitting each identical rung over and over again. Why won't any of you be honest with me? The script, the script is awful. Becker let his shoulders drop. He walked down from the desk he was on. It's just terrible, just terrible. He kept repeating himself, muttering the same words as he left the office. Hi, can I speak to Andrew? Becker held his phone, firmly sitting in his car. Speaking? This is the creator of... Look, I was too harsh on you, and if you still want to be an intern, you can come back whenever you'd like. No. What do you mean, no? Fuck you, you old man. You're a washed-up nothing, Andrew said, and then hung up. For a few weeks, he considered resigning. Someone else could take over, and no. He deserved it. He worked so hard to get where he was. He could ignore everyone and still stand the next morning. Maybe he was wrong. Or maybe he was right. Maybe he should shut down the entire company. He thought about this on a flight to the south of France. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Great job. Thank you. We fucking did it. We're crushing it. Dude. Are we? We are. Yeah. I mean, is this show bad? No, it's good. No, no, no. Are we making mistakes with our lives? No. I am, but I'm okay with it. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the end of maybe Dylan. <laughs> uh, we're going to teach you, or fuck, we're going to tell you about some of the lessons we learned. We'll teach you the lessons we yeah. learned. Um, like we mentioned in the intro. Can I start? Yeah. If you want to be more in the present, lose something that is very important to you. If you lose your keys or a badge or your phone, you will, I guarantee you, you will not be thinking about your past or fears about the future. 
you will just be scouring your place trying to find your missing badge for work. Do you ever get really religious in those times? Yeah, I think there's like a saint. I don't know if it was like St. Andrew or St. Gabriel, but you're supposed to like pray to that saint who was supposed to help you find a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, St. Finders Keepers. Yeah, Losers Weepers. No one talks about Losers Weepers. Yeah. Um, but it also Well, makes, history's written by the winners. That's true. Sorry, losers and the keepers. But it makes me think about like, do you know when you're driving and you're at a red light and people are like, if you hit your brights, um, the brights sense your, um, sorry, like the the light will activate uh, something on the street light, which mm-hmm. will turn it green. And if you keep- Wait, hitting, really? So this is, you know, the conspiracy. And so I have several friends growing up that would like hit their brights a million times yeah. at a red light and be like, see, look, it turned green. It's like, well, that was just time. <laughs> we waited. Yeah. We waited a, an, an appropriate amount of time. And I felt the same thing praying to that saint. Yeah. Like, after like an hour of looking, yeah. I would just find it. I, You know that saying, there's no atheist in foxholes? Yes. There's also no atheist when you lose your car keys. <laughs> or at a red light. Or at a red light. <laughs> All right, lessons learned. Um, if you bring up politics on this show, uh, everything's gonna be okay. Just you know, thank you to everyone who listened. You know, I, I appreciate it a lot. Um, that, that was a really selfish lesson learned. Okay, here's another lesson learned. There are lessons learned. There are lessons learned. Oh, you are. Um, if you get scared in the middle of a bit and you want to bail, just. Fucking stay in it, brah. You got nothing to lose. I was going to say, do it. Just leave. <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> um, if your co-host is generous enough to pick up iced coffee for both of you. <laughs> no. Um, and But you always forget that the ice is very tiny. Don't drink it during the recording because you'll find yourself having a heart-to-heart conversation with your friend, realizing you have a mouthful of small ice and you'll try to break eye contact to spit ice out into a garbage small ice was my nickname um no dude no (laughs) sorry (laughs) um uh lesson learned don't make kevin edit the whole episode because that's really fucking because it'll get pretty small by the end of it (laughs) um i most of all thank you seriously And if you're outside right now, I think you know where to go. Go home. Go home. Secret ending. Secret ending. Secret ending. Secret ending. We're back. We're back. We were never gone. Just when you were praying it was over, we showed up. Um, We want to thank everyone who's supporting us. Yeah, thank you to everyone who's supporting us on Anchor.fm. It's really nice. Darren, W. Henderson, and Ella, you guys are both so nice. We really appreciate it. And once again, everyone who on the CBB tour reached out and said that they really enjoyed the show Mm -hmm. really means a lot to us. Uh, So thank you, everyone. Uh, Kevin, who's your co-host? You, Song? No, say something funny. Um, (laughs) Banana? (laughs) 